some styles of sales and marketing can kind of be more masculine and some can be kind of more feminine. So full transparency from a different lens, this permission-based strategy I feel is really rooted in this idea that in our society, people who identify as masculine are really coached and encouraged to just go out, get what you want, not really ask for permission, right? And as people who are, you know, socialized women identify very feminine, we're kind of socialized to not say no sometimes or or not even be asked if we want to say yes. And so there's this idea of when you get consent and you ask for it and everybody's on the same page, it can actually eliminate a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of harm, and it can make sure that everybody is getting what they need and everybody's on the same page with what's happening. Welcome to Making Website Magic, where we empower women to step boldly into their web design businesses, follow their intuition, and claim the success they're worthy of. I'm Sam Munoz. And I'm Karen Page. We're the tech wizards behind Sam Munoz Consulting and the Making Website Magic School of Business. We're two women here to talk about what it actually takes to run a web design business that's aligned with your vision. Spoiler alert, it probably isn't what you think it is. Ready to hear about everything from refining your business vision, networking with intention, and creating a magical client experience? Let's do it. Hello there, Karen. Hello there, Sam. I wish that everyone listening could hear the five to 15 seconds before we actually start talking just because we're always giggly and laughing and just talking about something random. So I just think it's funny that we come in and we're so serious with our hellos. But hello to you, Karen. Hello to those that are listening. Today, we're talking about consent-based or permission-based marketing for web designers and developers. I am very eager to get into this topic. We have a lot of things we want to touch on. So let's not even waste any time. Yes. Okay. So in our previous episode, we talked about you know how to have a successful discovery call. We, we were mentioning this idea of using consent-based, permission-based strategies, and we were so excited about it. Then we're like, let's put a pin in it and devote an entire episode to this, right? So this is kind of, this is why we're here with that devoted episode. And also, this is a conversation for folks who have that fear of appearing really salesy and pushy, right? Or- if that's not something that is a fear for you, this is a, a great like strategy episode. Yes. And the fact, an idea of people feeling pushy, salesy, like too much when they're in conversations is something that we've heard from people in our mentorship. I definitely hear and have seen in business groups, especially amongst women. You know, they're like, I'm really skilled, I'm really talented, I want to sell my services, but I don't know how to without being too pushy. And that is, or too salesy. Everybody says the word salesy, right? They're like, does this sound too salesy? Am I being too salesy? And I hear you, I receive that idea. And that's kind of the strategy we're combating today, so to speak. First of all, whoever coined the term salesy, I hope they get a dime for every time somebody uses that out here in the internet streets. Seriously. Everybody's using it. And also, this is also a conversation for People who are like, I don't know what to say. I want to reach out, but I don't know. This is for you. Oh, and one other person this might be for 
If you're someone who does consider yourself a little bit more aggressive in the sales process, you may learn something new today, right? Because what we're really talking about here are different communication styles. There's the salesy, pushy communication styles. That's very, we're just going to say it, masculine energy, which there's a time and a place for masculine energy. And then on the other side of that, you have permission or consent-based communication styles, which is much more of feminine energy. Yeah. Oh gosh. I, I love that you pointed it out. Like this is for someone who, who might be like, hey, I don't have any problem reaching out. Like I go out and I get it or I do whatever I got to do to close the sale. This is an, a strategy that might get you some more aligned results, might prove to be more successful. And also it's just another way of looking at things and maybe some space for some examination of what you're currently doing and maybe why it's not working. Like if you're someone who's like, yeah, I'm going out and I'm getting it and I'm doing stuff, but I'm still not converting. I'm still not getting sales. People are still telling me no or ghosting me. There could be some space for you to explore this new consent-based, permission-based strategy. Absolutely. So you mentioned some styles of sales and marketing can kind of be more masculine and some can be kind of more feminine. So full transparency from a different lens, this permission-based strategy, I feel is really rooted in this idea that in our society, people who identify as masculine are really coached and encouraged to just go out, get what you want, not really ask for permission, right? And as People who are, you know, socialized women identify very feminine. We're kind of socialized to not say no sometimes or or not even be asked if we want to say yes. And so there's this idea of when you get consent and you ask for it and everybody's on the same page, it can actually eliminate a lot of hurt feelings, a lot of harm. And it can make sure that everybody is getting what they need and everybody's on the same page with what's happening. Yeah, 100%, Karen. And it's I'm struck by that term, harm, because I'm also thinking about how in the business space, when you're maybe being pushy and aggressive with how you're selling, you could potentially be causing harm to the person on the other end of that. You know, there's new stories that have now been created in their minds about how they experience being sold to. And that... To me, like someone that cares about that kind of stuff, like I don't want to cause harm to the other person that I'm thinking about speaking with, right? So permission-based, consent-based strategies really does eliminate and eliminates that fear of being pushy. So let's talk about what it is and kind of give a definition to permission or consent-based communication styles and marketing strategies. Basically, it is having the prospect or the client or the person that you're talking to provide explicit permission before you move forward in the conversation, in the sales, in the project itself. It's allowing them to say yes. Yeah. Do you have an example maybe that could paint a picture? Yeah. So I think what can be really helpful is to think about it from the flip side, right? To think about, well, what does it look like to not experience something that's permission-based? And I have an example that I'm living right now. Literally, my phone is probably blowing up as we speak. I am planning to move. So I put some information into this moving company portal to get some idea of how much something would be, right? And no joke, five minutes after I put my information in there, I started getting text messages and phone calls and emails from people all day long 
trying to get me to hire them for their moving company. Not one single person has said, hi, Sam, how are you? (laughs) Can I ask you about your moving needs? Right? No one has said that. All I'm getting are these like spam type things like, hey, it's Max from blah, 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 logistics. Here's our quote. Here's our rate. Here's all the information. Like, are you ready to hire us? It's like, whoa, I did not consent or give permission to not only like the, you know, the tool behind it that's sending out my information, all these people, but I definitely didn't give these people permission to like give me quotes and try to sell me on this stuff. And it feels so pushy and so icky. And I will be hiring exactly zero of these companies because of this. Yes. And so in that example, I'm already thinking of so many times in my life where I've experienced that. And I'm sure that anyone listening to this podcast can draw upon their own experiences of something similar. You agreed to one piece of it, like, hey, I'm interested. I'd like some more information. And then what ended up happening is that company took away her choice of all the other things and was like, oh, well, she said yes to this. So I'm going to take her information and then go crazy with a barrage, (laughs) like coercion tactics. And I'm going to wear you down. I'm going to, I'm going to keep calling and keep emailing until I get something from you. Right. Right. And that, that is where people feel afraid of looking salesy. All of a sudden, this really almost like extreme example, like worst case scenario, somehow informs decisions of how we feel about how we market our businesses to the simple point where we're afraid to initiate contact with anybody and and say, hey, I'm a web designer. I'd love to talk to you. Like now that type of communication is almost falsely equivalent to what you're experiencing with this moving company, right? That's how we can get to those places. Or there's a situation where you've been on the receiving end of some sort of sales thing, or you've seen, this is the worst, is there's like a group that you're in and someone shares a screenshot of like a text that they got or a Facebook message that they got. And it's putting that person on blast for being too salesy and pushy. And it's probably not her fault. She probably learned a very pushy business tactic probably from MLMs. We have a whole episode on that and how they poison the well in terms of marketing. I think that that definitely connects to what we're talking about today. But now you're afraid, oh my gosh, if I go out and put myself out there and if I go out and ask someone to, you know, if they're interested in getting on a call with me, maybe I'm being pushy and salesy. The difference is truly the approach, right? It's not about popping into someone's DMs as soon as they follow you on Instagram and saying, hey, you need a new website. Here's my link. It's asking for permission to even send the link in the first place. It's asking for permission to even talk about their business in the first place. So instead of being demanding and pushing them and forcing them to do something and coercing someone and convincing them and assuming you know all these things about them, it's asking them for consent every step of the way. And that is what we mean by permission and consent-based marketing strategies. Yeah. Really just to, you know, put a finer point on it, a permission-based strategy for marketing conversations, discovery calls, et cetera, feels good. It does. It feels good. Yeah. Because the person who is your lead, your prospective client, they are giving you the permission. You are receiving it. And everybody is like, we're all on board with this. One, your leads, your prospective clients, they have permission to say no or decline. Right. Which is incredibly important. And if they're saying yes, 
you know that that was their decision. They they made that choice, right? So you can release yourself of of feeling like you're taking something or coercing something or persuading, convincing someone. You're giving them the power to make their own choices. And then when they make a choice in the affirmative, it can feel good for you because you know that you came from an intentional place and the impact that you had was positive. Right. And that feels nice too, because you know that you're not forcing someone to do something and you, uh, there's just like a totally different experience when you ask someone and then they say yes, and then you move forward. You know what I mean? Like it just, again, like you said, I can't, I can't stop thinking about the phrase that you're using is like, we're all on the same page. Like we're all in agreement. It's full transparency. There is no hit, nothing hidden behind a curtain, which I feel like when we're talking about like sales calls and, and like chatting in the DMs, sometimes it can feel very like the person that's trying to sell you something is like trying to be shady and sneaky and like say the right thing to like get you to buy them or whatever it is. Right. Whereas when you're just talking, you're asking for permission, you're saying, hey, I'm I'm going to go here next. Is that cool with you? Like, are we cool to go there together? Like, I'm not going to pull you across the street. I'm going to ask you if it's okay that we walk together across the street. Yeah. So it, it eliminates confusion. Yeah, it does. It makes things more transparent. And whenever relationships, dynamics, communication is transparent, it automatically creates like more equity and safety in the dynamic and trust yep and trust trust between like in the relationship immediately you're building that trust together you're consenting Mm -hmm. they're consenting everybody is in agreement i love the term equity for that too because it's like i don't have more information than you do about where we're going to go after this in the conversation or i don't have more information than you do about like what the next steps are we're both equally knowledgeable and aware and conscious of the conversation that we're having together yep That is so important. Like, I just want to pause there for a second, because if that's not the types of interactions that you have with prospective clients, if you're thinking to yourself, oh my gosh, like when I'm talking to clients, like there is a bit of a a sheet behind it, or I'm so afraid to even make that initial touch point because I don't know how to navigate something like that. I just want to let you know that once you start getting into practice of like doing these types of strategies, it does feel good. It feels very effortless because it's it's not forcing right it's not trying to force a square peg into a round hole the thing is a circle and you're putting it into a circle like we're all in agreement it's a circle <laughs> yeah <Yep. laughs> okay <laughs> so how do you actually implement a permission-based strategy Ooh, i would say tip number one is that the consent you know you asking for permission and all of that is continuously happening throughout the conversation, throughout the relationship, throughout the entirety of the experience that you have with this prospect, whether it be on a call, on a sales call, in the DMs, during a project, after a project, you know, as a past client, the consent is continual. And what I mean by that is you're always kind of asking before you go a layer deeper or before you go on to that next phase, you're always continuously saying like, hey, are we good to go here? And we can get into those specifics, but I just wanted to say that right off the bat is like consent is always continuous. It's just like what, you know, the the whole moving company example. It's like I gave them consent for that one piece, but no, I didn't say you could do all these other things. And then those people could do other things from there. It's like everybody assumes, oh, she told us she, we could do this one. I mean, I can't not think about our bodies, the reality of like, 
she said that I could do this or she was wearing that dress, which gave me, you know, all those like little like sprinklings of, well, you got one one hundredth of permission, so I guess it's okay. Right. Yes, precisely. And then to put it kind of in context of like what we do as web designers, talking to potential clients, you know, things like that, the continual consent is like, well, I said yes to you asking me some questions about my website. I did not say yes for you to send me your discovery calling. I did not say yes for you to send me a contract. <laughs> yeah. So. It's again, it's like I wasn't expecting to go there. It's like setting like you're not setting expectations without like communicating that. Getting one yes doesn't give you access to everything about your leads and your prospective clients. Permission-based strategy is about continually asking if things are okay, continually giving your leads and clients the opportunity to say no and make their own decisions. Opting out, right? Like, yeah, opting out. They're, they're ready to opt out and that's okay. And you know, that makes me think, you know how the Apple made that big switch with their software where it's like, instead of automatically opting you into things, you have to like intentionally give permission to track. It wasn't an opt out. Now it's an opt in. And I think that, that, Hey, they're waking up to this idea that people want the power, right? And just like we can have that power with our phones and our devices. And, you know, when we're on websites and things, we get the opportunity to give a prospective client or a client that we're already working with, or, you know, anyone in business that we're communicating with, we give them the opportunity to have power. And that is also another, like just a benefit. In terms of the strategies too, I want to say like, as we're talking about this, the flip side of the yes is getting a no. And so just as a tip, be prepared to honor the no. When you ask someone a question and they say no, that's where you get to practice respecting that boundary that they've created. So let's talk about some specific examples. There's like three phases where we have strategies for implementing consent-based marketing slash conversations. The biggest one when it comes to marketing is probably those like pre-client interactions that you have. So inquiries, you're chatting in DMs, you're just kind of like warming up to each other, those initial touch points. Yeah, absolutely. So this literally looks like leading with questions and asking for permission before going forward, right? So this could, you know, for example, if you have someone that you see on social media and you want to send them a direct message so you can talk to them, initiate that interaction with them. That could look like, can I ask you some questions about your website? Like very specific. I love the specificity. Yeah. It's important, right? It's not just like, hey, can I ask you some questions? Like I would be like, uh, yeah, right. Like about what? About what? <laughs> like I'm already on guard. You're like, can you ask me some questions? Like there's so many questions you could ask, right? So the specificity and the clarity, can I ask you some questions about your website, right? Or would it be okay if I asked you how your website is working for your business? Those are very specific questions where the person reading that, receiving that can say, yes, you can, or no, thank you, I'm not interested, right? So if someone says, yes, you can ask me questions about my website, then you can continue the conversation from there, right? So what's happening there is you're already just reducing the salesiness, reducing the pushiness because you're giving them, you're being very upfront about why you're engaging in the first place. 
and then you're giving them the opportunity to make their own choice. Yes. And I want to, I want to pause here and talk even more in depth about this because I know that this is like a sticking point for people is like, how do I initiate conversations with people that I'm interested in working with? Right. It's like, I, I know who my dream client is, or I have an idea of who my dream client is. I found them on social media or I found them in real life. Right. Like I have access to this person, right? They're in front of me in some way. How do I let them know that I'm there and that I'm available to work with them if they need me. It is not going into their DMs and blasting them with like a five paragraph message about how good you are and how you're the best client ever and you would be so amazing and you'd love to work with them. We get it. But it's really like, hi, I'm Sam. Lovely to meet you. And then waiting for them to respond. First of all, this is just like straight up a tip, right? Like give someone a chance before you blow up their messages And then leading with the permission-based questions. Can I ask you a little bit about your website? Pause, put the phone away, walk away from the phone. Do not continue to write something. Let them give you permission first. It's not asking the question then immediately going into the additional questions that you have, right? Like at every moment, wait for them to say yes. I think, you know, this seems obvious, but I do want to like say that. And I'm glad you did because it's very much like less is more in these spaces. I love where you're like, you don't get to give them five paragraphs. No, 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 no. The thing about consent-based is that it's client-centered and client-led, right? Like it's you're letting them take up space. You talked about this before. I can't even, I don't even remember what podcast episode. I have no idea. But you talked about like people like to talk about themselves, right? People like the opportunity to tell you about their business. Like It's nice to be asked questions when you are, well, first of all, when you want them, right? When you give someone permission to ask you questions, it's kind of fun to talk about your business, right? And so let them kind of have their moment to tell you things and let them fill in the blanks. It's like with the discovery call, you're giving them an opportunity to just talk about their business and dialogue with you. And it can be the same way in the DMs or in a conversation. And it feels really good when everybody's on that same page about like, we're talking about my website. She's not asking me random questions about different things, right? She's asking me very specifically, can we talk about your website? Can we talk about how your website is working for your business? Gosh, you you brought up a lot that that made me think of essentially when you when you use a permission-based strategy and you do create that space for the client. What's happening there is you're letting them know that you care about what they have to say because the flip side of what you're saying of I'm, I'm going to start with five paragraphs that are all about me and what I can do and what I have to offer. Where in that type of communication style is the client getting space to say, but what about me? Mm-hmm. Who is this really about? Is this about you or is this about me? Exactly. Exactly. Which let's kind of transition then into like on a discovery call, let's say. So after you've maybe had a DM conversation, email conversation, an in-person conversation, now you're in a phase where you're talking about potentially working together, right? So in whatever capacity that you do that, and this still falls within like the marketing and sales. It's important because this is a part of that process. It's a part of the marketing. It's a part of the relationship building. I think the biggest consent-based, permission-based thing that you can do on a call is have some sort of outline. And in our last episode, we talked about how to have a successful discovery call, you know, quote unquote successful. We talked about an outline and that can also be connected to consent-based communication because you can have your outline, right? Got this, you know, maybe like a few things. We're going to talk about your business. We're going to talk about what you're looking for in your website, your goals, 
Does that sound okay to you? Are you okay with us talking about that on this call? That is consent-based. Instead of, again, that whole idea of just like dragging someone where you want to take them, you're saying, this is the map. This is the plan. Are we good? Are we good to go there? I can already feel the relaxation setting into my nervous system because it's like, okay, I signed up for this 30-minute call and I have absolutely no idea what's going to happen in those 30 minutes. That too. And yeah. And now I know in the first few minutes of that call time, what I can expect over the next 30 minutes. And now I already am like, you got my permission. That sounds good to me. And now I know what to expect and I'm not afraid. Especially because I think people go on to discovery calls sometimes expecting to be like hard sold to. That part. And if you say it right off the bat, like at the end of the call, like you, maybe you say this in the outline discussion, maybe not, but you could even say like at the end of this, if this feels like a good fit, we can talk about me sending you a proposal after the call. And then it's like full expectations. Like, does that sound okay to you? So that's the outline part. Gosh, I just want to sit with that for just a second because I'm like, how incredibly good would that feel for everybody? It takes the pressure off you. You don't have to close. It takes the pressure off your, off your client because they're not forced into feeling like they have to give you a credit card number after 30 minutes. Like all of that. That's where it goes back to this idea that it feels good for everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody's on the same page and everybody can relax and move forward in the process. Another part of being on the call with someone, you know, you've talked about the outline, they have an idea of where you're going. And then we get into a phase of the discovery call process where we're talking about their business, right? You may be asking questions about like, what are your goals? What do you desire for your website? Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Can you tell me a little bit more about that? That's how I like to phrase the questions is like, would it be okay if I asked you about, you know, how many clients you might serve? Or may, may, may I ask you a question about like your team? Do you, is it just you or do you have multiple people on your team? May I ask you a question about X permission and then proceed with the question? Because again, again, that idea of like, just because you got permission before the call doesn't mean that on the call you have full openness to their business and every intricate detail of their business. I love this part right? So this is the idea of one yes doesn't mean access to everything. Like they could give you yes to tell you, you know, in my business, I serve about 20 clients a year. And then the next question is, oh, can you tell me how much revenue you generate from that? Is it okay if I know how much money you make? That answer could be a no. Yeah. (laughs) No, you can't. No, no. Ask me another question. Let's move on. You know, (laughs) like again, that's honoring the no too. Like if they don't want to go there, honoring and respecting that you gave them permission to say no. I'm reading this, was it a parenting book that I read or maybe an article? It was just about talking to your children in different ways than like forcing them to do things. So instead of like, stop doing that or come here and do this, it's honestly (laughs) permission-based. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. can you help me with this? And it says in there, be prepared for the no. They have the option to say no. And in doing that, you're empowering your children to make their own decisions. And I love that that like came full circle with the business stuff and the permission-based selling and all of that, because it was like, you know what? It does feel good when she says yes, my daughter says yes to doing something because she wants to or because I've taught her that that's valuable or whatever it is. Everybody feels good about it. We're all on the same page. So it's just interesting how, you know, it all connects. It is interesting. It's that is a super deep realization because now here we are as millennials, Gen Xers, Gen Zs. Actually, the Gen Zs are a little bit more consent based, but like millennials, Gen X, baby boomers, we weren't raised with that kind of consent based 
parenting style. So it's no wonder that here we are as full adults, like not really feeling empowered to use permission-based communication styles or be on the receiving end of permission-based, right? So it, yeah, it's true in business, true in life. That's why we talked about that in the beginning, that idea that it like almost could feel foreign, like a, a foreign concept of like, what what is this? What does this look like? The last part that I wanted to mention about being on the call and asking for consent is asking for consent to send the proposal. I love this part. Most of the time, you know, you've just had a 30 minute call with someone. They asked all the questions that they wanted to ask about their business. You in a permission based way, asked question about their business. You got all the answers you needed to make a proposal. I love asking, Hey, so now that we talked, would you like me to put together a proposal for what we discussed today? I mean, I've never had someone say no from like, like, would you like me to put together a proposal after that whole conversation? Right. But I love when they say yes. And they're like, oh yes, of course. It's like an excited yes. Right. Like they're excited to say yes to getting that proposal because I think it's that phrasing, right? It's like, yeah, like that sounds good. And then again, it's clarifying their next steps and all those other like business side things, but you're giving them permission to say, yeah, I'm interested. Yes, I'd like to do that. Yes. And you're also giving them permission to walk away from the call knowing that they still have space and time to think things over in the next phase, right? So this is an opportunity on a discovery call for you to really set the stage of what it's like to work with you, right? So if you're on the call for 15, 30 minutes, whatever, and it's all been permission-based, you're letting the client know that, this type of communication style will continue if we're a client. Like you will get all of these opportunities to speak your voice, make decisions, have personal agency the whole way through the process. Like, so now we're talking about them being a client, right? So that model is not how every web designer and developer operates. There have been so many past clients that have shared with us you know, I had a, a web designer or developer that I worked with in the past and they never even taught me how to use my website. I don't even have login access. I have to ask them for everything and then they just disappeared one day. That kind of stuff is taking someone's power away. And I also feel like it is connected to running this permission-based style business with your clients. Having that kind of like peer-to-peer relationship, right? Where you're asking them for permission about the behind the scenes of their business as you're moving through the project. You're discussing with them what's going to happen next. Is that okay with you? Here's some of the power back because if you think about it, them hiring you in the first place, it gives up a little bit of their power because they have to kind of say, you know, I don't know how to do this web design and development stuff. So I'm going to hand the keys to you and I'm going to trust you. And when we're done working together, I'd like to get some of that back. You know what I mean? And that's why, you know, creating video tutorials for your clients and all of those things, I feel like gives them their power back too. There are so many opportunities inside of a project for permission-based communication to continue, right? In your check-in calls, very similar to discovery calls. Like, you know, you can use the same approach. Here's what we're going to talk about today on the call. Does that sound okay? Like, this is what I wanted to show you. How does that sound? What do you think? Are we good to move on? Like all of that stuff. And thinking about those experiences that past clients may have had with other web designers. I mean, there are people out there who don't even ask for permission on what the design looks like. Or before launching it. Or before launching it, right? So again, 
this very client-centered approach, letting someone make decisions and feel safe and feel like their voice is being heard, like there are so many opportunities throughout the entire relationship that you have from lead to client to offboarding where you can infuse permission-based communication strategies. Absolutely. This is connected to a higher level client experience because it's not just about that transaction of the website. It is the transformation. It is the giving them their power back through what you're building for them and with them. And just that, I feel like you create a dynamic with them through this type of communication that is different than like one person is in control and the other person is just being led. It's collaborative, it's co-created, and I feel like it allows them to take more ownership over what you've created with them and for them. Yes. And all of that, what you just said, that transformation versus transaction, the way that they feel in that project, once they are no longer your client or or once that project is over, that is the type of experience that they are going to share with others. Oh, yeah. And say, when I worked with this web designer, it was incredible. I felt so taken care of. I felt seen. I felt heard. Every step of the way, I knew what was happening. It was amazing. It was so worth every penny. I can't say enough good things about this web designer. It's almost like, I don't want to say duh, but like, hello, like you have created this incredible experience. It's very like, there's this idea of like campsite when it comes to a relationship where you want to leave something better than you found it, right? So you know that you can walk away from this project or you can close it out and everybody feels like they don't have any regrets. They don't feel like they were taken advantage of, right? Mm -hmm. And so that actually creates an opportunity, not only for things like testimonials or referrals, it also creates opportunity for that client to come back and say, I loved what we did together on this one project. I want to work with you again because I know that I'm going to be seen and heard. I'm going to have opportunities to use my voice, be empowered, say no if needed, and you're going to be okay with that. Like, let's do this again. Oh, you said that perfectly. If you are listening to this episode and you are thinking to yourself, hmm, sometimes I do feel pushy. Sometimes I do feel salesy. I don't feel super confident going out and initiating conversations because I'm afraid of those things. Anything like that, definitely consider the areas where you can add these consent-based practices in. Next time you go to tell someone something, ask them first right? Just super simple. And this can be applied in your personal life as practice and in your business. I love that idea of just like the next DM conversation you have with someone and you feel that urge to tell them about what you do, but maybe you're afraid to do it because you don't want to feel salesy or your natural inclination would be to just like spew it all out. Maybe pause and just say, would it be okay if I asked you blah, 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 wait for the answer. If it's a yes, then move forward. Yeah. Okay. So I love this idea of like, notice where you are and see where you can infuse some more permission-based, consent-based strategies into your communication style. And also notice where you can have that in your personal life, in your business life with, with people you're collaborating with. Notice when people are initiating contact with you, if they are coming from a permission-based place, and if not, know that you have the power to create that, to stop and say, hey, 
I didn't sign up for this. I didn't ask for this. Don't feel comfortable with that. Or if we're going to work together in a collaborative experience, this is where I'm coming from. This is what I'm going to need, right? So it definitely goes both ways. Permission-based is for everybody. Ooh, I love that. I love when our episodes can tie in those strategy things, all of the things that are happening in the mind and the opportunities to heal relationships that we might be having with other people or, or experiences that we've had that have made us feel like our power was taken away or that, you know, we didn't have consent. I love that, that what we're talking about can be so specific and then can really be broadened because all of these things are connected. And I, I say that to my therapist all the time, right? I'm like, so much of is connected, business, life, parenting, <laughs> just being a human, having a partner, all these things. And so hopefully listening to today's episode, you feel inspired to walk away and live out some more consent-based practices in general. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Oh, 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 before we go, permission-based connects to gratitude. When someone says yes, say thank you. Hey there, listener. If you enjoyed the conversation Sam and I had today, we invite you to join the Making Website Magic community and continue the conversation with us. We created this space for web designers and developers who want to dig deeper into their businesses with other like-minded people in a way that's encouraging, safe, and brave. Inside the Making Website Magic community, you'll get access to exclusive content like secret podcast episodes, invitations to live virtual events hosted by Sam and I, and opportunities to ask questions and network with potential project collaborators. And it's free. Are you interested? Head on over to makingwebsitemagic.com slash community to get started. See you there. Thank you so much for listening to the Making Website Magic podcast. If you found this episode helpful, we'd love for you to leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. This helps more women just like you find the show. Want to dig deeper into these conversations with us? Head over to the free Tech With Intention community at makingwebsitemagic.com slash community. Remember, you are more capable than you realize. Until next time, go make some website magic.